Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Good evening and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, I'm hosting tonight, and I'm joined by John Roberts and Sue Timberlake. Hello. Hey there. Hey. And we're going to talk about the politics and whatnot. So uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us and and uh, sound off about what we talk about or you know, our supplemental episodes or any of the sort of the tangents we go off on, uh, you're certainly welcome to do so. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, email is contact at civilpoliticsradio.com uh, or facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio. Uh, our community there and uh, at civilpoliticsfm on the Twitter. Uh, yeah, or just go to civilpoliticsradio.com and listen to previous episodes of the show. We've got links to recordings of pretty much all of them and supplemental episodes and other good goodies. So, um, yeah. So, uh, how was, uh, how, uh, how terrible was the 4th of July weekend for you guys? It's pretty awful. I mean, for me personally, not, not much going on. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, you know, like our cat was really scared. Yeah. That was, that sucked. Um, yeah. Uh, uh yeah like fam family up at the lake and i didn't hear about what happened in uh in illinois until i got back yeah that night so it was horrifying that yeah the town was that it was highland um, park yep highland park highland park it's a suburb of chicago uh i believe it actually has fronted john lake michigan and um yeah. Um, my mother actually grew up there, and apparently it's a lovely town. So. Seems yeah. like it. So. The young man was 25. Was he 25, 22? 21, I thought. 21? Oh, oh right. right he was, yeah. He was quite young, just, and he'd had a history of uh, uh, violent behavior. Uh, the police had actually, like, confiscated a bunch of knives he'd uh, owned a couple of years earlier. I guess he'd been making threats of violence and whatnot and posting on social media about, you know, going on killing sprees or something. Um, uh, cavorting around in a, in a, in a American flag and uh, uh, talking about Donald Trump, I think. That might have just been... Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, I think he was pretty much a, a heavy duty. Well, and he also follows stuff on the web. They're saying now that he's, you know, sort of probably a QAnon guy or something. Tra- yeah, travel travels in those. Certainly enjoyed people who talked about massacres a lot, and and he dressed as a woman and went up on the top of a roof and shot people in the July Fourth parade. Yeah, in the in Island Park, killed sort of last night. Saw- yeah, last I saw was seven people and wounded many others, uh, yeah. including including young children. So, 
That's all good. And there's an eight-year-old that they just have announced is um, paralyzed from the waist down, and a little two-year-old boy whose dad they think fell on top of him and perhaps saved him, but both his parents were killed, and he's going to be raised by his grandparents, I guess. And there's a GoFundMe page that's already raised $2 million for the little kiddo. Yeah, that's good. But what a horrifying thing. I mean, one woman was running with her mother, and her mother was shot beside her and right through the chest. And she took one look at her and just said she loved her and kept running because she thought, you know, he was shooting in their general direction. Hmm. And then the guy escaped for a few hours, drives to Wisconsin, then comes back. Yeah, he was thinking about um, shooting up a place in Wisconsin as well. Yeah, Madison, Um, one of the more liberal places in the world. And this uh, Highland Park is actually quite Jewish from what they were saying. I so wouldn't first be surprised. Be a, yeah, they thought it was a hate crime, but they said, no, it really is just a, I hate people. I mean, I, you know, I at this point, point, I at this point, I have very little confidence in what uh, law enforcement officials say about about, you know, the motivations for mass anything. shootings, you know. Well, I mean, you remember the the fellow who shot a bunch of uh, uh, uh women of Asian ancestry. I think some of them were, were recent immigrants in the Atlanta area a year or two ago. And it was like, oh, we yeah. don't know if there's yeah. any racial component. And it's like, there hundred percent was a racial component. Absolutely. But you know, the police were like, well, we don't know. Just because he shot a whole bunch of women from Asia doesn't mean he had a thing about women from Asia. It's like, yeah, no, it, it does actually it, like, like he wasn't shooting into a crowd. He went hunting for people. He went out specifically looking for women from Asia and killing them. So yeah. yeah. Well, Apparently he was also a rapper. Sh- yeah. He's, he went by the, the name Awake. July 4th. What's the, the huh. July 4th yeah, in Highland Park? He went by the his rapper name was Awake. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had a Discord server. Well, and uh, I was reading, uh, I think it was on Slate, but somebody, or no, maybe, I, actually, I don't remember. Might have been the Mary Sue, might have been Slate, you know, some site I was looking at. But apparently, uh, 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 like, that guy or some people close to him were trying to, had tried to create a Wikipedia page for him for a few years, you know, just sort of to help hype him up. Well, so yeah, that'll happen. Well, you know, he's he's going to have notoriety now. Hooray. Yeah. Which does I seem to be a, a motivation for a lot of these young men. And I'm not finding anything about him in QAnon, by the way. Ah, okay. He's a well, Trump supporter, but um, he, was, he, he was more like just, just I, super violent. Just it was super it was, violent. I was just guessing. I mean, Trump supporter in the crazy online conspiracy theories, you know. The, the QAnon connection seemed plausible, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't trying to claim that it was definitely true. So. So what do you guys think should happen? You know, his dad, who, you know, somebody in the family called the state police in 2019 about his homicidal, suicidal threats. And they took all the stuff away from him and then they gave it back to him. But the, the father co-signed a, a permit for him to get weapons. And the father is maintaining, at least of the news uh, today, and we're we're broadcast, we're uh, recording on Thursday, but they were saying the father doesn't really take any responsibility for co-signing for him to get guns. I I don't know how do you how do you, I mean, if you co-sign for a house, 
and the other person stops paying, you have to pay. So if you co-sign for a, a permit, for a gun permit, aren't you responsible for something? I completely agree. Um, you know, uh, and what do and, you do about it? Well, and uh, this is, uh, uh, you know, like like you already uh, know. Like it, it was only a couple of years ago that uh, uh, this kid, this now young adult, your son, um, was considered a danger to himself and others. Why do you think that's Actually, totally? It was a couple of months when he signed the permit. It was only a couple of months after that event. Like, good God, why? Why would you think that was okay? You know, like, yeah. what was he thinking? You He's know? just going to use it at the range. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's it's almost like the the kid is the symptom, but the family's actually the problem. Honestly, uh, one of my pet peeves or pet theories, I guess peeves is not the right word, but you know, one of the things I've been sort of saying off and on on here for a couple of years is just that um, there's a there's a real strain of sort of emotionally damaged people in this country who, you know, are gravitating to violence and authoritarianism and and racism and sexism and, and homophobia. And it's this whole sort of knot of uh, evil behavior, frankly. And, um, you know, they, they, do you they really do seem are, to like, well, it's not just men, men. Who are brow, men who are browbeaten by women. That's what Tucker Carlson said. That was well, Tucker Carlson says a lot of things. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, Tucker Carlson's opened my eyes about the importance of, you know, keeping, uh, keeping America white and, uh, tanning my testicles. So, you know, I mean, you know. <laughs> The man is the fount of it all wisdom for me. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, you, you guys know I used to like him, but that was his, 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 uh, his discourse this week was that it's, yeah. you know, all these women that men have, you know, they've lost their manhood or something. They have to yeah, that reminded so. me either like years ago when before he became like a white supremacist. <laughs> yeah. That was, he was, I mean, like uh, when he was on Crossfire, he was just like, you know, he's just there. Just he was a, actually pretty moderate. He's just whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah, he some had a cute ri- little bow tie. Some yeah, rich, that? some <laughs> some some guy who grew up in a rich family with a bow tie. Yeah, whatever. Oh God, he's so rich. So, but what? Yeah. What do you do about the family? That you know, the family that I mean, are they responsible at all now that he's twenty one? Um, you know, to the like, like I think th- I I I think there there are, this is a case for. Sp- you know, specific facts being investigated and specific decisions being made. But I think a plausible, you know, based on the initial news reports, which are, of course, you know, not the result of, you know, detailed investigation and so forth. So, I mean, you know, with all the caveats that like, I certainly don't have all the information available. Um, But I think I think a plausible uh, uh, imputation, uh, a, a suggestion, a maybe we should look into this as law enforcement that, um, you know, the parents could be charged as accessories, you know, as people who uh, uh, were either, uh, you know, were, you know, willfully negligent and, and oblivious and, and should have known better 
and uh, you know facilitated this massacre. Um, I, I don't think it's crazy to think about prosecuting them for that. You know, and well, and and case and maybe, when they did that so yeah. recently, you know, yeah, the yeah, other yeah. one. In um, also in like Wisconsin or something, or I, I think it was also Illinois. But anyway, yeah, they left him in school. The kid in yeah, school with, with guns, right? And he proceeded to shoot several people. Yeah. Um. So that was like that again. I think it's reasonable to to look into prosecuting somebody for that. You know, uh, it, you know, what, it, people who facilitate murderous rampages should you know, potentially face consequences for that. Um, I don't want to get out over my skis and, and call for them to be, you know, pilloried now or whatever, you know, tarred and feathered. But I, I think it's a reasonable thing to investigate. Regardless, even if we, even if uh, it turns out that like, you know, there isn't a crime that they've committed or anything that a prosecutor looks at and thinks like, oh, I can actually make an intelligible case to a jury about that. Um, you know, the other consequences, of course, are going to be, you know, for the rest of their lives, I would I would think they're going to kind of be facing being shunned, you know, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. You uh, you're the folks who uh, signed off on your uh, your son, the mass murderer, getting uh, the guns he used to commit the mass murder. Cool. Yeah. 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 Off the Christmas card list. <laughs> well, and the father, the father was saying that he grew up there and he intends to stay there and that he didn't do anything wrong. Apparently ran for mayor. Stay in Highland Park. <laughs> yeah, lost. Well, do you remember years ago there was a young girl who um, harassed a boy? Uh, they were teenagers, and she convinced him to commit suicide. And she got she yeah. got charged yeah. with a crime. I was yep. actually thinking of her. Yeah, yeah. she was. Yes, she did. She, she was in South Hadley, wasn't she? I yeah, believe so. The, yeah, or Amherst. Yep. Yeah, uh, she was. It, it it was South Hadley. I and remember. It was a now. stretch. <laughs> that yeah, was, was that was. was I grew was up a... in South Hadley. That makes sense. It was a bit of a stretch, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, uh, it it was like, look, this is the, this is the argument we're making. Here is the evidence, and they put it before a jury, and the jury the jury bought it. And I I wasn't in the courtroom. You... I didn't hear. I didn't hear the whole trial or hear all the evidence. But like what I saw, like made that seem plausible you know like more than once he was saying like i don't know i'm having second thoughts or i'm scared i don't want to do this and she would be urging him on to actually kill himself you know and Stand that's up and kill yourself eh? yeah that's that's horrible and um can uh, you be you know like, like for your words i mean that's, yes yes clearly. absolutely <laughs> yes i mean we i mean we were just talking about how that is that is absolutely true uh yeah because it happened you know well and and i'm i like i thought should it's could yes should that's another that's a whole other question that is a whole other question and i think the bar should be high but i don't think it should be i i, I don't think the the young woman from south hadley was necessarily you know wrongly prosecuted just because yes you do have a have a free speech right to say hey person i don't like go kill yourself i mean it is a terrible thing to say a very hurtful thing to say and uh you, you know and 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 you know why the hell are you saying that to somebody but at the same time uh you know 
if I were to say that, you know, if I were to, you know, yell that out at former President Trump, like, that's not a nice thing for me to say. But on the other hand, it's like, well, eh, okay, you know, like, it's it's just a thing I said, you know, whereas, you know, if I were getting, you know, if for some reason, you know, Donald Trump were texting me and saying, like, I'm just so depressed, what should I do? And I kept texting back, kill yourself, kill yourself, kill yourself. It'd be like, okay, that's, you know, and then he actually carried, followed through. You know, I, I think it would be fair to say that I uh, played a role in that, you know. In the, in the same way that like even let's let's change from something less less morbid, um, you know. Well, uh, you know, if it was like, no, seriously, break into the Capitol. I don't know, Mister President. I'm kind of worried about this. Like, no, <laughs> do it, do it. <clears throat> don't be a chicken. Do it. You know. And then you do it, and it's like, hey, were you? You know, did you play a role in inciting? You know, Michael Dow to bust into the Capitol and try and stop the election for you? Yeah. Well, okay. You know, like, like there's like there, 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 it's got to be a fairly, it, it, it can't be just like a, like an offhand comment or whatever, but, uh, to say that there is a, a level, there is a, a threshold you can go past at which point it's like, yeah, you, you actually were, you know, kind of your words were inciting. I, I think that's a reasonable thing. Mm. Yeah. I mean. If he if he was on the ledge and someone was like, you should jump, yeah. you should jump, and just kept you just kept kept saying you should jump, you should jump, you should jump, and he jumped, even though he said I don't want to jump. Then you convinced him that he should jump. Then yeah. you know you bear some responsibility there. I think. Yeah, maybe, and you know, maybe it's not enough to face criminal charges, but like that's why they have trials. You know, that's why we have like. You know, we are, you know, here, here are the, here are, here, here's the evidence we're introducing. The jury thinks about it, decides what, what's relevant, what isn't, what's true and what isn't, and decides if, uh, you know, the case has been made to, um, you know, convict somebody of a, of a crime. Um, I don't know. It, I, I can certainly imagine ways in which this could be horribly abused and misused. For sure, you know. But at oh, the same, definitely, yeah. You know, but I mean, I that that's true of almost any criminal statute. So I I don't think this is necessarily uh, the thing we have to stop. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I I might think differently. You know, well, I don't know. I I I might disagree with particular circumstances, but I don't think the the very concept is inappropriate. I don't know. What do you? Sorry, Sue. I've ranted for a while. What do you think? <laughs> I'm I'm very much a freedom of speech person, you know, sticks and stones will hurt my bones, but words will never hurt me. I I grew up with that. Mm -hmm. And people say horrible things. And and it's it it just I think it's a tough a tough thing when you cross over it I mean a father signing a permit for a kid that's really troubled to get a gun, that's sort of, you know, a half a, a step, you know, I can see that. I always was troubled by the young girl that was telling him to commit suicide, being charged with something. I, yeah. I cruelty, bullying. Yeah, I I don't know. I just I worry. Um, who was it was talking about? You know, the four military services are having a terrible time getting recruits. They're all way off. You know, Army, Navy, 
Space Force probably isn't off, but, you know, the Marines um, and the Air Force. And one of the people, one of the generals was saying the problem is, and he didn't say, I'm going to say, I'm going to paraphrase it. The young kids are all snowflakes. That's sort of why he was saying that they're not getting enough. But there is something to you. You you're not tough enough that you don't want to that anything words trouble you and you're and you're too insult, insulted or or tormented to function. I mean, there is something to be said for mental toughness. And I I I don't know how to. I mean, I thought it was sort of awful of the general to to put it that way, but I knew exactly what he was talking about. That there's a certain resilience that we don't have. That our that our country doesn't have, it seems at the moment that it's, you know, a lot of name calling and there's not doesn't feel like there's a lot of stand up people in the world at the moment. That you know our politicians are kind of cowardly and you know they're all hiding behind whatever the the thought of the week is. And I just I'm I'm sort of trying to put that all in context of yeah. And if you if you tell somebody to jump off a ledge. Are you responsible? I mean, you're a horrible person, but are you are you responsible for it? I don't know. I, I think that's too far for me. Um, if I can, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, the the thing with sticks and stones can break my bones, and words can never hurt me. That is incorrect, because they can. Words can very much hurt. Not not even like criminal liability or whatever we're talking about now. It's just, yes, they can hurt. Uh, if someone calls you a racial epithet all the time, that will do mental damage. And now when people, like if someone says, you know, we don't have uh, the mental toughness or whatever you just said, like that's not lacking mental toughness as much as not taking it anymore. Because you shouldn't have to take that sort of thing. If someone calls me a name, then I'm either going to call call them a name back or I'm just not going to interact with them anymore or something like that. If someone is mocking an entire group class of people, then I'm not going to take that. I'm not I'm I'm going to say something to them. And you know, some people only do that online. I hope that if that happens to me in real life, that I would do it in real life too. But at this point in in our culture, in and at this point in our history, we have the ability to say, no, I'm not going to take this. I shouldn't have to take this, and I will not take this. And I think that's I think that's good. I think that's a a very a better change than just saying, yeah, I don't care what you say. I'm just going to go live my life because if, if you don't stand up to them, if you don't say that they're wrong, if you don't say that they're being jerks, or if you don't, if you don't just try to push, push back on it, then it'll just keep happening. This is what our parents taught us. Like when, when someone uh, tries to bully you, you stand up to them. That's what's happening. And people might not do it in the way that others enjoy or want to happen, but it's still that's still what it is. And I don't think that we should like the whole phrase, like when I was growing up, I would hear that. I was like, that's dumb because 
they were calling me names and it hurt a lot. Mm. You know, it hurt a lot. And I didn't like go punch him or anything. I would just go home and sulk, you know, like, and that's not okay. Like kids shouldn't have to deal with that sort of thing. I mean, I got bullied as a little, as a little child and it sucked and it really hurt me emotionally and it's had consequences that linger to this day, you know, almost 50 years later. But at the same time, you know, what we're talking about is, you know, I was like, you know, the, 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 the nerdy kid who got picked on by the other kids at, you know, the school uh, at the element, public elementary school I went to in a town that was almost entirely white, you know, like I didn't have to deal with, you know, ethnic slurs or, uh, uh, you know, religious, you know, bigotry, you know, I, I, I didn't actually have to struggle with racism or anti-Semitism or some other kind of really serious systemic problem you know, in a society that hates me. So like what I ran through was bad enough and what, you know, people, people from uh, different kinds of experiences like genres, I, you know, hundred percent, I'm glad you don't have to sort of swallow all that and, and say nothing because nobody will care, you know, because I mean, it, it matters a lot. Does that make sense too? Well, I mean, it it does, but I'm trying to put it in the context of like boot camp. Well, boot you know, camp is go life. Through, No, but six six weeks of boot camp. Who would who would put themselves through that? I mean, it's pretty nasty and pretty grueling, and it's meant to quote toughen you up. And I'm just trying to put that paradigm in relationship to where we are now, where you know you you can very easily inadvertently say something that is is racist or hurtful and you know trying to navigate that in the context of you know the people that are in Ukraine fighting for their lives and and what what kind of choices do they have and uh, you know um we'll be on the air Friday but Thursday uh Joe Biden gave out the uh presidential medal of freedom and did you know he gave Trump one oh no wait that was what? Richard Trumpka he gave what? it to Richard Trumpka. Sorry, wrong okay. name. <laughs> I, I don't know who Richard Trumpka is, so I'm not sure where you're going with that. <laughs> oh, do you know who Richard Trumpka is? No, I, 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 union, I, I don't. He's, a, he's deceased. He's a union president. He was a okay. fighter for the working man. Yeah. So, well, I mean. That sounds good. But I approve of that. A lot. A lot of the folks did, I mean, we were talking before the show about, I said some of them, you know, I couldn't figure why they'd get a presidential medal of freedom, but, you know, some of them stood up for stuff like Simone Biles, who, you know, performed at Olympic level, has more medals than any athlete that's ever been recorded at this point. And her, her real claim to fame was that she stood up and helped um, put that doctor in jail who uh, was part of the gymnastics, uh, American Gymnastics Larry Nassar Association. Is a yeah. Mm-hmm. And Larry she's an Nassar, advocate yeah. for mental health. And Yep. Um, yeah. And Meg, yeah. Megan Rapino, who, you know, sure, she's a World Cup champion and a wonderful soccer player, but she also just got a suit settled where, you know, women are going to get equal pay for out of, the, out of FIFA for uh, soccer well, playing. From U.S. soccer. You know, U.S. soccer. And, yeah. you know, you can you can see them, but 
some of the folks just seem to be people that that um, that Joe Biden liked. And I, I'm struggling with who our heroes are. So it's sort of a much longer conversation. But you know, a much who, longer conversation to, we should have in the second half of the show. Because uh, we're actually at the halfway point toughness. already. Yeah. yeah mental we'll come back toughness. to mental toughness in the second half of the show. But for now, we're going to play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs. And then we'll be back with more civil politics here on Valley Free Radio in just a couple of minutes. Please don't go away. We'll be right back. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in a CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized and orderly, and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's Subculture Music Program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. The Forbes Library staff would like to remind you of the incredible resource that you have in your local public library. We have tens of thousands of books for you to check out, music CDs, movies, newspapers from around the region, the state, and the country. We have a wide variety of magazines and free computer and internet access every day. We also have our incredible reference services there to help you answer particularly vexing problems. All of this is free, locally available at 20 West Street in Northampton. So come by and check us out in person or at www.forbeslibrary.org or call 587-1011 for more information. to Evidence-Based Radio, Science and Skepticism from a Feminist and Socialist Perspective. Every week, we explore the interesting and important stories in science with a focus on the positive. Friday nights from 6 to 7 on Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, or at evidencebasedarada.com. That's 6 to 7 p.m. Fridays on Valley Free Radio. And we're back with an increasingly off-the-rails civil politics here on Valley Free Radio, <laughs> WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. Uh, the person you can't see that I'm pointing to who isn't in the room with me because we're doing this over remotely is Genre, and the other person is Sue. And Sue, uh, explain to uh, us again like what you mean by people being too sensitive and being snowflakes. Because it 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 really sounds like you're saying people are people aren't taking bigotry and 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 slurs anymore. And uh, why is that the case? Like, what's what's going on? What are you what are you so trying to argue? Before here? the before the break, you were mentioning mental toughness. Can you describe yeah. that, please? Yes. Yeah. What is well, that? I, 
Well, and those were the words of the general. You know, he was saying that people were snowflakes and didn't want to join the army and the military and easily offended. It's like, you know, I, I just I think people need to have a little more mental toughness than they have right now. It feels like people just lash out at each other and lash back. And I just think they should, you know, suck it up and carry on. I, You know, um, Simone Biles didn't stop participating. She still won gold medals, you know, even though she's being badly harassed. I, I just, I feel like there's a certain. Wait, that's the standard. That's the standard that we should carry on in the face of racism (laughs) and direct sexual assault. You cut, you know, to be mentally tough, like, like, sorry, if that's the standard, then, um, uh, yeah, I, uh, I I don't think that's what she was trying to, get at Mike. Well, but kids are kids are bullies and you know, it's it's rough and life you know, life isn't it's it's not as easy as people portray it to be. I mean, I I could list a million times that I was sexually harassed or insulted or threatened and you know, it's like you you still you still keep performing and I I I get something of what the general was saying and I I just think that people, there's, there's a certain, there's something in our society right now that's a little soft or, you know, everybody gets an award, you know, Biden gives all his friends. Everybody gets an award. You're talking about participation trophies now, Sue. Well, exactly. It's it's weird. Okay. Before in the middle of the break, we were talking about this a little bit. Mike, can (laughs) you, can you repeat what you said to Sue? Just, uh, I hope so. Uh, But you know, like it was one specific phrase. There is no generation (laughs) in human history that has grown up with more advantages and a more, you know, in a more affluent, comfortable, safe, uh, prosperous society than white Americans of your generation, Sue. And so men I, I, or women. Well, especially the men, but women too. I mean, yeah, sexism is a real thing, but you know, uh uh like you know, the 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 burdens faced by women of color are far more serious than the burdens faced by white women. And just the whole uh look, I I, I in some ways I can't believe I'm saying this, but you know Okay, boomer. Seriously. <laughs> That's exactly what? what I was referring to. What? Thank you very much, Mike. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know? I mean, the, the thing, the thing I is, I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, so, yeah, we know, so, so are you suggesting that we should be that, you know, like we want to go back to a world like, like in Mad Men, where like, you know, every time we cut into the women's bathroom, there's someone in there crying because she's been sexually harassed or assaulted or otherwise demeaned and belittled by the Oh, you know, oblivious dudes who work there, you know, like, is that what you want? I, I don't understand what <laughs> mental toughness means <laughs> if if it doesn't mean sucking up and accepting discrimination and oppression. Which I don't think we should, especially because, you know, they're un-American. I'm, well, all right. They're actually not contrary to how yeah, we, what gonna, we actually like- do, <laughs> but they are contrary to what we say we believe in and what I think we should be trying to do. You know, like Just the way like we should- Carlson, America says a lot of stuff. Right. You know, sure. But like, 
We say we have these values, and I believe in those values, and I think they're great values, and we should live by them. We should say that everybody matters, and we care about everybody's dignity and autonomy, and that everybody should have a say in how they live their lives. And, uh, you know, and everybody should have a right to their own bodily autonomy, for example, you know? Like this whole this whole thing is coming in the context of um you know uh, the Supreme Court just struck down Roe v Wade, you know like don't I know it yeah <laughs> yeah I it, like but hey, what, you know you should suck it up because I mean mental toughness Mike um yep. let's let's bring it back to what Sue was talking about before about okay this no, general yes, by all means was yeah, you're going <laughs> we're all ready <laughs> let's try to like, don't get cocky, kid. All right. I so, did say we were off the rails. I know, but I'm trying to. We're, we're on a different rail system now. We're trying to get back on someplace. All so right, keep going. You were talking about the general and saying that uh, there were they weren't getting as many recruits, and he was yeah, saying they're all be- missing their targets. Yeah, yeah, and they and he was saying because people like people that used to sign up don't want to anymore because they don't have they they they're more sensitive to abuse lazy. i guess i think he said lazy and easily offended and oh. snowflake i think is the three things he said but well, but you know what an indictment of of and you know they may have to go away from a volunteer army because they can't sustain the forces well gee i wonder and, why yeah well, I mean, who they, wants to go they, get shot at? One, or if I, sexually assaulted if you're female in the service. Exactly, so. it sucks. The army sucks to be there unless you really want to be there. If people want to join the army, then you know that's their choice. But if but it's still a volunteer army, and if and if we all realize like what goes on during basic training and what what they do to literally break someone down. To yeah. their core yeah. elements to build them back up into the proper soldier. If someone doesn't want to be broken down, if they're fine with how they are now and they don't want to do that, then good for them. They're like this volunteer army. But just because like people don't want to be abused anymore, that's not a failing. I agree. They just well, don't plus want to be. The- this is a, this is a problem in the context of some general in the army is saying like we're having trouble you know getting the rec- the number of recruits we want. It's like, well, hey, why don't we switch to a more peacetime army footing? You know, we're not actually like at war. You know, we're right. not in World War II anymore or anything like that. Scale back enlistment. So have what- a smaller military, like we're at peace. Mike, hold oh, on, tiny. hold on. It's actually let's tiny. let Sue talk a little bit. So, Sue, how do you respond? <laughs> well, first, I have to do a disclaimer. My dad was in the Marines. Okay. My one uncle was in the Navy. My cousin's son is in the, was in the Navy. My other uncle was a major in the Army. I forget who else was. Anyway, so I, have a, I, I wasn't in a military family, but, you yeah, know. Well, you, you've been I'm, around I'm a lot boomer. of military people. Yeah, I, I'm a boomer, you know. They, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I was, I was born after World War II. So there you go. But I, I do think there is something to it that 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 life isn't as 
as easy as us boomers have had it. You know, I resent the fact that my generation ran away to Canada instead of serving. You know, they just, you know, they, I even know people that got trained in the Air Force took their, they thought they wanted to be a fighter pilot and then bailed and went to, went to Canada and they all got amnesty. I mean, I think, I think that my generation does deserve sort of some, uh, some critical thinking about what we did and the choices we made and what kind of world we're leaving for other people. But Mm. I am shocked by the Roe versus Wade and the things that were fought for so hard over the last, you know, seventies, eighties and nineties are beginning to disappear, you know, separation of church and state. I do, I do worry, but I, I do think there's a certain mental toughness that we need our, we need our folks to be more resilient. And I, I'm not exactly saying you have to put up with bullying, but I, I think you have to not internalize it. Well, that's wasn't, isn't like just being mentally tough and just taking, taking it. Isn't that internalizing it? Uh, It's preventing it from disrupting you from whatever your goals and aspirations are. Do you think that people are getting like, like there are people that uh, get, insulted or or like yelled at or something like that um just on the lower level do you think that really disrupts their lives like they just completely that just completely upends their lives or do they or do you think they just say no screw that person and they actually vocalize that they don't like what is happening and they go on with their lives some some do i'm just i'm worried that we're not that America's not as tough as it once was. Why does it have to be as tough as it once was? Why well, why does our culture have to remain the same as it was 50 years ago? Well, you know, my generation got the advantage of a long period of peace with very little conflict. Mm. For the Korean War, the Iraq War, the Afghan War. Well, the Iraq War, yeah. Vietnam. I mean, that was more the Gen Gen X thing, you know. But Korea. Um Korea, Vietnam, Vietnam. You know, like there were but there were actually like a lot of the war activists there that were that the anti war activists during like the sixties and seventies. Like they were like people said that they probably people probably said they weren't mentally tough because they were, you know, whining about how they shouldn't be war, you know, like <laughs> this is this is like something that that everybody has to choose. Do you let this sort of thing um fall off your back and just move on past it or do you stop and say no? And in our culture and especially Honestly, like the way that boomers and Gen Xers raise their children, they they raise us not to do that, to not not just stand idly by and say, okay, well, that's just the way things are. This is how we were brought into the world, into a world in the 80s and the 90s when there were more more people talking about civil rights about um feminism about uh racial issues and everything like that like all these people saying like you shouldn't what what are you doing you should do that the um 92 with the with the riots in LA Rodney King like, riots the yeah. Rodney King riots like that was a a huge thing of people saying 
you know, we're not going to take it anymore. You know, that, 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 that song is, is a rallying cry, you know, like that's, that's part of it. Like being, being mentally tough. I think I'm mentally tough. And I think mentally tough means seeing when there's injustice happening, especially to me, and then saying, then turning around and saying, no, what the hell are you, what the hell are you doing? Or do not do that to that other person. That's being pretty tough. Like being like someone coming in, someone coming in and saying like, oh, this person, um, I don't know, this part, these people don't want to join the military. Well, of course not. We've had like 30 years of continual war, 20 years of continual war. <clears throat> we all know what happens in basic training. You get yelled at and you get broken down and everything. You, you, why would anybody want that? Because life is hell already. Well, and also think about how it's become pretty clear that we really fail veterans after their service. <laughs> you know, be, you know, it, like I know several uh, uh Well, all right. I can think of two specifically, two specific veterans I'm thinking of who served, you know, got in in like the 90s or whatever, and they served and uh, they were in, they they don't know each other. So they were each in unrelated helicopter crashes and both of them now have serious, you know, back issues and and, and nerve damage and all kinds of problems because of that. Uh, And it's like that is... uh, you know, it's 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 a major problem for them, and neither of them has has been recognized for disability payments by the military. Because I think you know, this general's just trying to make excuses. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, like I'm, I I don't know. Like in in the general with mental toughness, like I, I'm still kind of confused about what you mean by that. Because I know that if you were getting yelled at, then you like Sue, I mean, if you were getting, or if someone that you cared about was getting yelled at, then you would you would turn around and say, "What the hell are you doing?" You know, yeah, you if would it was just, somebody I cared about, I'd yeah. probably be more apt to than for myself. But so I yeah, mean, that's it, just it, more like that. It's just writ well, large. You know? And also, Sue, you've talked about you know occasionally on the show, and sometimes like you know when we're having dinner afterwards or whatever. You know, you've talked about like activism you've done to like stand up to you know you know local police officers being corrupt jerks and you know fighting against discrimination and whatnot that's mental toughness you know you're you're an example thereof and i don't quite see you know like i don't i don't see that like you know young the young people today the people you know younger than i am because you know i'm 50 uh you know, they also plenty of them seem to be interested in in uh, fighting for you know freedom and acceptance and equality and you know a, a, an expanded understanding of human rights and uh, you know that that sounds like mental toughness to me too. So, like, what's the problem? So, By the way, um, yeah. anything I did about the police, it wasn't Northampton; it was uh, another yeah, yeah. town. Yeah, yeah, no. They're pretty good here, so. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, <laughs> I don't want anybody to think. You, you, no, you, I, you've I, lived in many, many places over the years, not not all of them in Massachusetts. I'm just saying, like, you know, you, you, you've talked in passing about issues you've had with 
you know, local police departments not behaving behaving well. One of them, I think, was in Florida, which it surprises nobody. <laughs> so what? So what do you? What are you taught? Like, like going to more? Like we have like a little bit more time. Like, what do you mean yeah. by mental toughness? Can you define that? Like, what are the parameters of mental toughness in your mind? Well, I think it's still it's it's the ability to stay focused on action. Well, for example, uh, somebody with a lot of mental toughness, Packy Whelan, you know, a, a frequent guest on mm. our show. Uh-huh. Packy's great. You know, just, yeah, and just, you know, sort of the ability to see where you want to go and, and keep at it and not be deterred by, you know, the slings of and arrows of outrageous misfortune. Um, I, I just wonder if we if we still have that as a country. Um Sometimes when I hear what people say to each other and the way politics works and, you know, people don't, you know, politicians don't sometimes seem to be able to tell you outright that they're not going to work on an issue. It's more of a, you know, they kind of slow walk it. There's a, there's just a certain unaccountability that we're developing as a society that, that worries me. So, but the general's comments I, I took issue with, but I just thought you'd be interested to hear them it was you know somebody on c-span talking about the problems of the military and recruitment at the moment and you know russia's pretty bad i mean and when i was a kid russia was considered bad but some of my high school friends the um uh belitas they were it was a family from russia who'd escaped russia but all you know the townspeople gave them such a hard time it's like you have no idea these people are yeah, you know, they're, they're they're friends, they're kindred spirits. You know, they're, they're refugees who have fled to kids. freedom because of what we stand for. So you know, shut up and welcome. <laughs> yeah, but it it hundred percent. You know, yeah. it just and maybe it's because I'm older and I'm getting tired that I assume everybody else is tired. But you're <laughs> you're right. You know, when I get out of college, I could pay for an apartment and a car, and you know, pay my student loans and. You know, I could do all that because the the economy was very different than it is now. Yeah, they're talking about us going into a recession. That Friday morning, they're saying they're going to announce another shrunken quarter, which would be two quarters of uh, shrunken GDP, which means recession. So, do you know how many financial collapses have happened in this in like the millennial generation? Oh, it's like fifty. Yeah, (laughs) but they keep going. But they keep going, and we and everybody keeps grinding. Like, do you do you like people of like um, even Gen Xers, but also like Boomers, like Flower Children, like every like you guys had hobbies mm. that you yes. could just do mm-hmm. and just be happy. Like people would just sew stuff and like create stuff and like build stuff, and it was just like, oh, this is what I do to relax for the past twenty years hobbies have been have had to be monetized like if i economics exactly i like audio editing stuff and when i started getting into that immediately one of the stuff i some of the stuff i was thinking about is how do i monetize this that's horrible (laughs) that's not okay 
You know, <laughs> that shouldn't be. That should just be something that makes me happy and everything. Like people that are creating like wonderful things out of yarn and painting and everything, then they go on Etsy. And that's that's the yep. grind now. That is the grind. The gig economy, that's the grind. Like people are working their butts off constantly. Yep all the time two three jobs because nobody pays enough and they all have their eye on the prize which is survival people do people have mental toughness because they are working so hard in such a a hostile economy and a hostile work environment that it's it like they don't have the ability to just take stuff anymore because we've taken so much and now we have the tools to say no we're not going to take this and we can talk about it i'm gonna tweet about it and get a million retweets and then like spirit airlines will return my luggage you know like Mm. that's (laughs) That I mean, that like, and when I when I think about like a general talking about his his recruitment, there or like when you were talking about your um like like politicians slow walking things and things like that, that's not really like mental toughness as much as it's just them. It's just politics now because politics suck now. Like politicians, (laughs) like politics, we used to in your generation. Like earlier in your generation, like before the 80s, more people trusted the government in doing things. There were government agencies. Kennedy did a lot of that. Exactly. Inspired people people to serve. Yeah. Like we do this because it's not because it's easy, because it's hard. Yeah. Like if you gave that speech today, people would laugh you out of the auditorium because you wouldn't like – nobody would believe that the government would actually commit to a 10-year plan. Because well, politicians like just don't I know we're running out of time, but yeah. <laughs> politicians don't um don't have the backbone of their convictions because if they did, then they would get they would le- they would get voted out. They wouldn't be in office. Exactly. Yep. That's not really like being sensitive so much as it is being fearful. Well and, and I, I, the, I just 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 the just the fact that everybody's on the grind, everybody is on the grind, no matter who it is. Like if you're under the age of 40, you are on the grind right now, no matter who you are, unless you're like born into riches or something, but still. I'd I'd also just like to point out that uh, if we're, you're talking about elections sort of reminded me, you want an example of mental toughness. It's uh, having somebody lose the popular vote and yet still become president uh, for the second time, and that person is a absolute monster of a human being who proceeds to do terrible things with four years in the presidency, and continuing to you know to to suck it up and accept that the system has given us this crappy result, and you know that we're going to do our best to stay true to our values and push back, and then you know try again in 2020 and win the election, and we do like that's mental toughness. In contrast, not mental toughness is is whining about how the election was stolen by, you know, Venezuela or something like that. And it's all rigged and going on TV and complaining about that and inciting a coup. <laughs> that That is not mental toughness. That is 
you know, that is absolute entitled whiny childishness. Sue, so, why don't you have the last word like real quick and then we can we can wrap up. So yeah. two people that have mental toughness are Liz Cheney and Elizabeth Warren. Mm-hmm. I think they 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 still they have the ability to take a few body blows and keep on ticking. So I I just think it's an important value and you know, I think you're right, genre. We're all in the grind. Even those of us who are pushing seventy and still working. So Yes. Oh, speaking of Elizabeth Warren, she tweeted today about um her, Marky, and Bernie Sanders. Uh, they are trying to push forward a um, standardization of charging cables for devices, for mobile devices. So everybody Brilliant. would be able to use the same cable, which needs to happen. Everybody called their senator. Federal power to regulate interstate <laughs> commerce for the win. Yeah, or at least if we do it. Rights. Yay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, uh, that's going to do it for Civil Politics tonight here on Valley Free Radio. Thank you for listening. We've got Subculture coming up next, followed by Table of Contents at 10 and then OK Asia at midnight. Uh, we'll have a podcast of this show going out in the just after midnight on Monday, and we have a repeat broadcast airing at 4 p.m. on Monday afternoon. So listen to us all over again. Now that'll do it for now. Thank you for listening. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.